0: Lovers, and welcome to episode four of the I Speak to Animals podcast. My name is Leslie Sirenisi, and I am a professional animal communicator, which means I can speak to animals. I have been fortunate enough to speak to many, many animals in my career, starting off with a grizzly bear named Brutus. I was lucky enough to be asked to write an article for a magazine, which I did for about five and a half years, starting in 2015, and I decided to dust them off and share them with you. This episode, though, is off track, as it's not really based on an article that I wrote, but it is a spin-off of last week's episode called, Dogs Say the Darndest Things. I had shared a few stories in that article, but it was written in 2015. And since there have been so many new stories, since that time, I asked you to send in some of the things that your animals have shared with me during your animal communication sessions. So thank you for sending in all of your stories. I was overwhelmed in a good way. It took me a whole week to get through them all. So I appreciate all of those that sent them in. I wish I could include them all, but I had to narrow it down in the interest of time. But I think you'll enjoy the ones I've chosen. If you have ever heard one of my speaking engagements, you may have heard this story as it's kind of a classic. But it's the story of Lucy the Chihuahua. So Lucy came to me many, many years ago um, with her owner and there was a problem because no matter what they did, no matter what the family did, Lucy continued to pee in the bathroom. They would close the door, they would block it off, and somehow Lucy would always manage to get in there and pee on the floor. And they explained that they were so frustrated because once they took her outside for 20 minutes and walked around, and she refused to pee, and then they took her in the house, and she somehow got in the bathroom and peed right away. So. I was wondering what Lucy would have to say when I talked to her. So I asked Lucy about it, and I said, you know, this is causing a big problem because her mom um, was having some breathing problems and, you know, the urine and the, um, the ammonia from the urine was causing her to have an issue and she was crying to me because she was afraid that after 10 years they might have to give Lucy away and that just wasn't really going to be an option so I said to Lucy this is really a problem you're causing you know some health issues some health concerns with your mom and Lucy looked at me and she said but that's where you're supposed to go and I said no they really they want you to pee outside they don't want you to go in the bathroom and she said that's where everyone goes that's where mom goes that's where dad goes and she told me that the cat even had a cat litter box in there and that's where the cat goes and so I realized that Lucy wasn't being bad she wasn't purposely being mischievous she thought she was doing the right thing in fact she told me that sometimes she gets really frustrated with the family because she had to go to the bathroom really badly one time when she was outside and she said they kept me out there forever and when I finally got inside then I was ha ah, finally able to go in the bathroom and go <laughs> go pee so here, Lucy actually held it from going outside to come inside where she really thought that's what she was supposed to do. So I explained to Lucy that they really just wanted her to go outside and outside only. And she looked at me and she said, are you sure? And I assured her that yes, this is exactly what they wanted. And she shrugged her shoulders and she said, okay. That was about 10 years ago. And since then, actually not too long ago, Lucy passed on, but up until that time, she never peed in the bathroom again. The next story I have for you is about a client named Susie. And I met Susie at a horse show and she came to me to talk to me about her horse and that she was about to go into the ring, but she was thinking about pulling her horse out of it, out of the competition, because um, she just wasn't really connecting. They weren't really doing that well. Her horse was being a bit mischievous with biting other horses while they were waiting. Uh, in the holding area, Um, she said she just it was making her a nervous wreck and she wasn't enjoying it and she knew for sure the horse wasn't enjoying it either. And so I talked to her horse and asked you know what the issue was and we actually talked about it for quite a while and um, what we found out is that there were several reasons but we went through all of them and we kind of cleared them all up and we came to some compromises and I was um, later that day I was doing another reading and Susie came running up busted right into my reading and she said I just had the best ride of my life and she held up a ribbon so sometimes all it takes is a conversation Compromise. My next story comes from Bonnie and it's about Otis. Um, her dog Otis is a border collie. Um, unfortunately, Otis has crossed over um, in August of 2021, but um, especially because poor Bonnie had lost her mom about a month before. So it was particularly hard for her, but I talked to Otis after he had crossed over, after he had left, and Otis told me that he could have left about eight months earlier than he actually did, but he knew that Bonnie would need him to get through her mom's returning cancer and then her quick passing. So it turns out that Otis had indeed himself been sick for about eight months and nobody could figure out what was going on with him and then suddenly he just snapped out of it. Um, He did slowly decline but he was there for Bonnie when her mom passed away. So he purposely delayed his leaving because he knew that she would need him. The funny thing about the story is that as I was wrapping up with Otis, um, he went on to tell me that he was going to be um, visiting Bonnie, but he would be busy for a while because he would be in the nursery. And when I told her that, I got this really puzzled sound in my voice. and. Bonnie relayed to me that what I didn't know was that Bonnie had a stillborn daughter 35 years earlier. So when Otis said he was gonna be spending time in the nursery, he was gonna be spending time with Bonnie's daughter. I wanna tell you another story. Um, This is a story that Betsy and Steve sent in to me. And it's about their dog, Betsy's dog named Deacon. Now, I met Deacon in January of 2018, and this story is so amazing, I can't believe that it slipped my memory. So I was so appreciative when Betsy and Steve uh, sent it in to remind me. But the first time that I met Betsy's dog, Deacon, he told me many things. We actually had a very nice chat, and he relayed a lot of information to Betsy and Steve. Um, But it was, you know, honestly, kind of mostly, unremarkable um, until the very end until the very end of the reading and that's when things got a little odd so one of the things that Deacon said to me at the end was he said um, that he was worried about Betsy being sick but (laughs) Betsy said I'm not sick and so I thought, well, oh, gosh, I was kind of embarrassed. I thought, wow, I, I sure got that wrong. Um, but it turns out that soon, soon after that reading, Betsy found out that she wasn't all right. And she started to show some symptoms. And within a month, she was having surgery to remove cancer. So, Deacon actually knew before Betsy did. So, that's quite an amazing story that he was so in tune with her that he knew something was wrong. My last story is um, one of the first time, actually, it was the first time I ever went to a dog show. And my client came in with this dog that I didn't even recognize. I didn't know what kind of dog it was. And she told me that it was a Clumber Spaniel. And if you've never seen a Clumber Spaniel, you need to Google it. They are adorable. They kind of remind me of a St. Bernard that was put into a dryer, shrunk down, and are mostly cream colored with some kind of rose or red colored markings so they're really really stunning and um, I talked to this beautiful clumber spaniel and she was um, a dog show dog and she was uh, she was competing and she was doing so well except for she wasn't winning because she kept running out in front of the owner um, too far in front and almost you know dragging her around the ring so i talked to this plumber spaniel and i told her hey <laughs> can you please you know hang back a bit and um you know the the judges actually really like you and have said really positive things about you but you're just too far ahead and so if you could just slow down, you would probably win. And she said, she asked me all kinds of questions like how far ahead and does there have to be slack in the leash and she just grilled me about what does this mean about being too far ahead. And so I walked her through the whole thing and gave her some visuals and um, I got the thumbs up later and um, and uh, uh, showed me the ribbon. So. Um, I liked this clumber because she wanted the details. She wanted to know everything she needed to do to win, and then she did it. So thank you so much for bringing some of these stories back to me so that I could share them with everyone. I think we could probably all find a little something from at least one of these stories. I wish that I could have told you even more of these fun stories, but Time time just has a way of getting, getting in the way here, and I don't want to drag the podcast out too long. But come back next week when we review an article I wrote in 2015 titled, Does My Dog Know My Bank Account Balance? <laughs> it's obviously about our, our dogs listening in, and do they really know what we're saying? So I'll see you next week for episode five. Love to you and all of your animals.